mama, hey I'm glad to see you here with me I know it gets rough, please don't give up Today we gon' shake off all that weight Put your head up high, crown to the sky Walk in my face, and up by sight Take my hand and hold it tight Those cloudy days, kiss the goodbye So hey mama, hey mama, hey Glowing even through the rain I promise you'll see better days All you need is a little faith Take my hand and we'll have a dance Just some laugh with friends And we'll ride into the very end All right, y'all. Welcome back to the My Sister's Glow Podcast, a safe space for moms to grow in their faith and motherhood through sisterhood. Y'all, I forgot the introduction. Um, <laughs> if you are a loyal listener, welcome back. This is your first time tuning into the My Sister Go podcast. I appreciate y'all for taking the time to come hang out with your girl. So, y'all, this week we are continuing our Faith in Action series, and I have another super special guest. At this point, it's kind of redundant. I know every special guest is special to me, but I have personal relationships with these people, y'all, and I carry them near and dear to my heart. So today we have Miss Denisha Rawls. Denisha is not just an amazing woman, which is why she's on this podcast. She's also my cousin slash friend slash pregnancy partner. Um, uh-huh. Every every time that you know I've gotten pregnant, she's gotten pregnant too. She that's how supportive she is, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, like you can't buy loyalty like that in the stores. So okay. I'm truly grateful for her. <laughs> I'm truly grateful for our friendship. I'm truly grateful for our journey. Listen, y'all, as always, um, y'all know this is a podcast for moms by moms. So if you hear somebody in the background yelling, you hear uh, husbands, fiancés in the background, whoever, y'all don't pay it no mind, okay? Like, we are trying to be as professional as we can, but we cannot control our families. We don't have a recording studio yet. Amen. Amen. So until then, y'all gonna have to put up with these background noises, okay? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to say gentlemen. They're so guys. Just so okay. they might be well, listening. Maybe, maybe dads are listening. What's up, dads? What's up, bro? What's up, uncle, cousin, whoever you are? So without further ado, Miss Denisha Ross, please introduce yourself, Denisha. Tell everybody the great and wonderful things about you and what you got going on. Oh, hello. Um, first of all, disclaimer, I'm very nervous. First time doing an interview, but here we are. Um, God's going to get us through. But um, as she stated, I am Denisha. I am the mother of two beautiful daughters. I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and I am also currently engaged to be married um, next Yay! January. Um, and I am a new business owner of a nonprofit agency, Boomerang Community Outreach. Um, it's my baby and it is steadily growing. We were established last year, May 2020, during a pandemic. Yes, that, um, part. that part. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are today. So good stuff good stuff y'all i can't wait till we get to the part of the show where she's talking about boomerang because it is such a great thing for the community i'm not just saying that because she's my cousin and my friend but my kids are actually a part of boomerang community outreach and i have seen the results of it so i can't wait till we get to talk about that so all right nisha we have been doing faith in action and this is just a series about women who have been real life women like not women on Instagram, but like real life women that have literally lived and walked by faith. And um, I know a little bit of your journey. You shared that you are um, a mom of two girls, um, nine and three, and you're soon to be married, but you're also becoming a bonus mom, you know, with walking into that marriage. So, I, you know, I guess what we can, we can start with the easy part with like your motherhood journey, like being a mom of a nine-year-old and an almost very sassy four-year-old. Um, well, you know, I got the same thing in my house. So talk to us a little bit of how you rely on your faith when it comes to being a mom. So having uh, two daughters is something new. Um, obviously with my fiance, he already had a daughter before um, my nine-year-old was born. So the introduction of being a parent kind of began there. 
but I'll just say it was very different when that child was in your household full time. So having my own daughter that is with me, I can't send her home on the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was different. Uh, and I will say I'm still learning and growing and without God, don't know where I'd be because every phase is different. And even though I have my nine-year-old and then my three-year-old came later, they're very different. Um, and being a girl today and the way we grew up is so different. So yeah. the emotion, the feelings, the attitude, all of that is literally just like a day-by-day process. Um, but it's beautiful. And yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> yeah. And you have all girls. So all girls. biological girls and your bonus children are also girls. So super fun time at your house. Um, and y'all, Nisha is that friend. Like everybody's kids. My kids just came back from her house a couple hours ago. You know, like my, I really owe this woman um, child support. That's how often my kids are at her house. <laughs> Eating her food, making messes, running up her electric and all that good stuff. So yeah. So like what I, the main takeaway I heard from that was just like, you are basically, you had to rely on God for guidance because um not only are your children very different, the personalities are literally day and night, but you have a night, but their their personalities are so different, but then like you have a nine-year-old who is walking into her early preteens. She has access to the internet. That, about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So our, our kids are, which is different from when we were nine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't even know that we talked on the phone when we were nine. Like I, I know it was either can I stay or like where's the doll babies, you know. But at nine, like I saw somebody posted on Facebook the other day, where do you shop for an eleven year old because they don't like unicorns anymore? And I'm like, hello, my daughter's nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm already struggling, and sis can't go out the house without a little sports bra, training bra. I, I don't uh-huh. think I was there at nine. So. Yeah. I'm just like, Jesus, yeah, I need your help. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I would, they are the girls that develop me. And so, yeah, we were raising kids in different times. Um, as, you know, mothers of faith, it's like another layer of responsibility to raising our kids. And like, without that guidance, I don't know where I would be. <laughs> I know for my two, they're day and night, but that oldest one, that's a straight shooter. You know what I mean? Like she will say something with a straight face, be very straightforward. And I have to look like you getting smart or you just actually talking because that part. (laughs) Girl. Yes. And they have so much attitude and so much, but then not just that, but like you, and I was talking to a coworker about this. You as a mom, you change each time you have a kid, you know? And it's like, what? So talk about (laughs) gotta love them. Uh, no and we're back nice intermission thanks to the kids so we were talking about how just as moms we change each time you know we have a child or each time something new happens in our life like you said you're engaged to be married and you know I know that you and your fiance have been together for some time you guys y'all grew up together you know like (laughs) In and out of time together. So, like, that's a lot of changes. So, even with, in regards to not just motherhood, but for you as a woman and now almost somebody's wife, how have you had to rely on your faith in those, in that capacity? So, your patience is different. Let's (laughs) let's just start there. Um, The way you communicate, uh, let me see, your understanding. Um, and just the evaluation of self, all, all of those things, I really had to start looking at me. What, what am I doing different? What can I, you know, do different? What could I have done wrong in that situation as opposed to just coming off as the girlfriend or the fiance or the mom and being able to point the finger, I guess, because you're in that leadership role. Um, so it's like, 
let, let me just do an inward check on me to see what else I could do differently and how we can evaluate the situation for the better. Um, God definitely had to walk me through that because it was so easy for me to fly off at the mouth every now and then or just bark <laughs> orders because I can. Um, and then also I feel like how I was raised, I, I would like to say I was a little more independent than most. Okay. Um, and so having to come in and allow a man to kind of lead and have his, you know, take and his position in the household, whereas you're the one that I'm, I get up and get stuff done. Like if I want something done, it's easier for me to do it myself. So having to put faith and trust that, okay, what I need this man to do for me is going to get done. Maybe not on my time, but his time, Woo. that's a lesson all <laughs> so. So, yes, um, talk about putting your faith to the test. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that. And, 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 you know, it's, it's funny because like the, um, interview with my mom, we talked about this, like as moms, specifically women who pivot from single moms to entering into wifehood, we, um, I'm sorry, y'all, we pivot and, and, but we're asking God to send to either send our husband or are we asking God to position the man that we're currently with in a place where he can be a husband and he can lead in those things. And so we ask for these things, right? And God sent it like back, but I'm gonna still do stuff my way. Wait a minute. Whoa. Flag on the play. That's not how that works. But it's true. And I, I, I love that you said that because I believe that there are a lot of moms, specifically single moms, that listen to this. And I openly have shared my testimony of, you know, from being a single mother to being married. And, you know, I truly believe that inspires people. And like, it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I really, I really am as happy in real life as I am on Instagram. But there are times where I'm like, God, get your kids because I know I asked for him, but that part yeah because it, it wasn't it wasn't always that way you know from day mm-hmm. one like we um me and their father weren't always together and mm-hmm. so those times where we were apart I was the provider um it wasn't that he wasn't in their lives and he wasn't you know doing his part but most of the time they're in my care and in my yeah. custody. And so it's always that mindset where can't nobody do it like me because I'm mom. Yeah, yeah. And so he might not do things <laughs> in a way that I would, and it might not seem as traditional or um, been a way that I prefer, but as their father, I have to give him that room. Um, yeah. So when we merged our lives together and lived under one household together, um, a lot of those transitions were different for me as well. Yeah. Talk, let's get, I mean, without getting too personal, right? Everybody only know your business. But like, let's talk about that because, so, you know, he's always been an active dad, but there is a difference between, you know, with, like when parents split and like the, the child may go live with the mom or the dad full time and then whoever's outside of the house could still be doing our part 100%, but they don't live in the house. So you're still missing at least some of the time. Maybe you're missing um, bedtime routines or like early morning wake up routines or like there's a certain expectation in the house. So you guys work things out. You get back together. You're like, okay, we're going to live together. You and your girls now have a routine because before y'all live together, you you know what I mean? It was just you and your girls. You know what I'm saying? And now, dad, who's always been there, but now, like, he live and live. Like, it's 24-7. This ain't yeah. no see you after school, see yeah. you on weekends. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is, I wake up to you, I go to sleep. So, so, you talk about how important it is to trust him, but you also kind of, and I believe this, mothers set the tone. They set the thermostat in their household, right? So, your girls went through a transition as well, and your girls are daddy girls especially that second one. And so it was really, imp- talk about how important it was for you to model the behavior that you expected your children to have when it comes to their father. Oh, well, let's just say um, <laughs> that that's still a work in progress. Okay, okay. Um, we, we have not arrived. Uh, so I'll just use one example, discipline. 
right? Okay. I didn't get in a lot of trouble growing up. So beatings and all that wasn't quite my thing. Um, I wasn't sassy, so I didn't really talk back. You know, I, I might have got told a couple of times, shut your mouth, you, you're doing too much. But like punishment and discipline, I didn't really have to go through. I was an only child. Um, okay. My sister came later. So raising siblings looks a lot different. Um, and yeah. so the discipline is a lot more for siblings versus, you know, raising one child at a time. Um, and then my way of discipline and his are two completely different levels because his mom, his grandma was no nonsense. Like we don't go for that. And he, he tells me all the time, like I stayed in trouble when I was a kid. Um, so when my kids are wrong, let's talk about the right and the wrong way to discipline or how we can discipline together. Okay. Uh, because with <laughs> coming from doing things on your own, that will raise a red flag real quick. Like, oh, what you, you, you gonna do what to my kid? Or you gonna, <laughs> but it's not my kid, it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's sit down and talk about this where we can agree on it and we can see or show our kids that we're on the same page. Oh, yeah. It doesn't always go smooth. But like you said, as the woman, I have to set the tone. And even him and I, when we get into a heated debate, I won't say an argument. Got you. One of us will want to keep going. And then one of us is like, not in front of the kids. We need to scale that back. Back in the day, <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> always the case. Okay. I'm going to get my word in. I'm, I'm going to finish what I got to say. Yeah. And um, it's just about being on one accord. Um, that definitely took a lot of time, patience, and God work um, through that because, I don't know, like, as a woman, it's easy to just kind of overstep and oh, yeah. not mean to. And I'd rather us work it out together um, in the beginning than to, to have to go back and say, I'm sorry, later. Mm -hmm to not just your significant other, but your kids as well, especially when they're present. So discipline was, that was, that was different for us. It's real. It's real in every household. Like even the thing, like with me being Vern, we were raised completely different and he's a boy, you know, obviously. And then like, I'm a girl. And then like, that's a whole nother thing. Like, you know, boys, they grow up different. And it's mm -hmm. like, he be saying stuff, well, they got to learn. I'm like, my mama ain't do that. You know? <laughs> I ain't have to learn. <laughs> Yeah. That I have to learn, but it's just like, but you know, like he said what he said, and then like it's important, and like you said, to be that united front. And then like we in the room, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I really wasn't with that, but you know, in front of in front yeah. the folks, you know, in front of the kids, you know, I'm like, really, can we work on that? You know, like, but it's, yeah. it's important to make sure that they're on it because honestly, especially with girls. This is how we teach them. You know what? No, I'm going to dismantle that. I'm not going to say especially girls, but children, period. Because we're getting our sons, sis. We're going to get our sons. Okay, sure. <laughs> you know, with children, period, what they learn in the household, and by, you know, therapists by trade, I see it in my office every day. At home is where children learn to respect. That's how they learn how to resolve conflict. It's where they learn um, what healthy boundaries look like. That's where they learn how to um, communicate. And it is important that they see mom and dad on the, the same page. So I appreciate you for being transparent and saying that I'm not arrived. Because what that means, ladies, is sis struggles. Sis is me too. So we struggle from time to time, but like there's an, a conscious effort to be better you know be better because we want to be on one page so I love it I love it so pivoting a little bit into the, the, the fun part we talked about you know our, our personal life we love the kids we love hubby and boo-boo and all that we're gonna put them to the back seat right now let's talk about your business babies boomerang so I'll, I'll ask you this um how did tell me what boomerang why why boomerang why the name boomerang what does this stand for what's that about Okay, so when you think about a boomerang, um, the history of it is that whatever you put out is going to come back to you. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that it's all positive. It doesn't mean that it's all negative. Just know that it's coming back. So that energy that you want sent out into the airways, you want it to come back in a positive way. Um, a lot of people believe in karma or, you know, things like that. I see the boomerang as the same. I want to know that my bounce back is real. Um, okay. And so to overcome whatever adversity I might be faced with, I have to find out how to address these things in a positive way. Because in all adversity, there is always a successful path if you think it through um, thoroughly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um, that's kind of where I was with it. Um, just definitely sending out positive airways that can allow you to bounce back in a successful way because adversities definitely try to knock you down, um, but you don't have to stay there. Yeah, I love that. Just a little background information, y'all. The area that um, Nisha and I live in is I guess that's considered, we live in Delaware. I'm not going to give y'all our exact city and states because I'm not going to do that. But I will say that um, the area we live in is, um, they're counted out. You know, like there's a lot of drug activity. There's a lot of gang activity. There's a lot of uh, poverty. Poverty, just um what's the word I'm looking for? Not adversity is not the word I'm looking for. I'm sorry, y'all. It's a lot of disparities, a lot of disparities in our area. And so, um, you know, Denisha and I are both products of that environment. We came out of that environment. What I, I when I know boomerang, you know, it's like bouncing back at adversity at bouncing back at adversity. But you know, when I think of boomerang, I think of like somebody discarding the boomerang, right? And I think about like the young men and women where we're from, you know, some of our classmates, we've seen it. I think about like how they got discarded. You know, mm -hmm. I think about how statistically speaking, because of their race, because of their age, because of their zip code, because of what their mom makes, because of what dad did, whoever, um, I, I, see, I look at our kids as those boomerangs being discarded. And through your program, what do boomerangs do? They come back. What? I thought I threw you away. No, I'm back, baby. You know, so <laughs> I love what you're doing. So um, talk a little bit about like what well, we what got started in a pandemic. You know, my my, ba my baby is an OG boomerang baby, y'all. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's a veteran. <laughs> she's a vet. She's an OG. And so um, in the middle of the pandemic, though, and that was really hard. But um. <laughs> So I'll let you talk about it and then I'll share my testimonial as a mom. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so definitely, yes. Um, literally, I think what COVID started in March and by May 15, 2020, Boomerang was official. Okay. Yeah. We were certified. He was in there as a nonprofit. Um, and with that, COVID was very new to all of us. No one knew what to expect. Um, I was working for a nonprofit at the time. And um, years prior, I think it was probably around like 2011, maybe early 2012, when, before my uh, nine-year-old was born, um, mm -hmm. I just had this vision that I knew I wanted to do something for the community. And back then it was with young girls um, and adolescents that I wanted to kind of build a community center for. Um, mm -hmm. But I just wasn't for sure where that vision was going. That's just kind of where it started. Um, so here we are in 2020 and um, I was able to financially, um, I'm not sure if that background noise is, is bothering you or not, but okay. Yeah, we can roll. Um, so in 2020, I was able to financially uh, go ahead and fund my nonprofit and um, get it all established. During that time, I was working for a nonprofit and I was afraid if I was even able to do this, um, how can I start a nonprofit and I currently work for a nonprofit? Didn't quite have the answer to that um, until a little later, but it I was, you know, told that it was okay. So once everything got funded um, and, and everything was all set up, I decided to start with a pilot group because at that time, 
the kids were out of school, they were home, we were all learning how to uh, do the remote learning, um, telework and all that Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I just said, how can my business be an asset to the people in the community at this time? Um, So I kept it very small and I just wanted to do a pilot group virtually to see if um, the children would be interested in a summer camp, which is what, um, I don't know, can I say her name? Do you say her name on on the podcast? My kid? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, Which is what uh, Lady's talking about, Chrissy was a part of. I started with about seven members um, from, I think they were between seven and nine at that time. Um, and we just did four weeks, four short weeks, talking about behavioral skills, coping skills, life skills, and just something to give them um, a positive mindset during this crazy time um, that, you know, none of us knew how to channel and funnel through. But here we are today. Yeah. Um, and it was a success. It was a small, it was my baby. The, the kids were so interested in it. Um, we did a few biblical lessons. We did, um, like I said, behavioral stuff, uh, how to handle conflict, bullying, some of everything that children are faced with, but don't really get to focus in on and or have regular conversations about um, in school or at home with their families. We, I gave them a space to do that virtually. Yeah. Four weeks was up. <laughs> I did do a, a mini a closing ceremony for them just to give them some sense of acknowledgement um, and to show them that they were appreciated and that they matter um, in these communities. Yeah, I love that. And I, I will say that like on the end as a parent during that time, it was like, like when the pandemic first hit, it was like, what? No school? What? But by May came along, it was like, okay, when are we going back to normal? And it's like, the kids couldn't stay with each other, which our kids are like absolute pro at planning sleepovers and get togethers. And so being from such a close-knit community, I know for Chrissy, it really impacted her because first couple of weeks was like, yay, no school. And then it was like, so I'm not going to see my friends for the rest of the school year. can't go to the park. We can barely go to the grocery store. Yes. Yes. And like, why can I only see my family through a screen? So it for Chrissy during that time, um, she, she gave her something forward to look forward to. And last year was such a scary time for all of us that we needed hope. And what I saw was my then eight year old who was just tired of being in her room, tired of being this, in this apartment um, and had no real, honestly, no real sense of purpose at that time. Like she wasn't even being a student really because online learning was not really established. They kind of gave the, the kids a pass last year. You know what I'm saying? So yes. for her, Boomerang gave her a sense of community and belonging at a really dark time. But also as a parent, what I saw emerge from her is these leadership qualities that have always been there, but it just gave her, and as we started to see this because, you know, Chrissy, who is normally laid back, is active and she's like wanting to be a part. She's wanting to answer in between the calls. You know what I mean? She's getting ready for the next one. She's doing her little assignments that she had. And like, y'all, my child is so nonchalant. So like when she gets excited about something, I'm like, Okay, it makes me like kind of raise my eyebrow. <laughs> she definitely made me feel good in that time. <laughs> yeah, let's pause for one second. And we're back again. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, during that time, you know, to see my kid have a sense of um, belonging, have that community, be excited about something during the time that we had nothing to be excited for. And for her to pick up these leadership qualities, she started doing things around the house. She started um, asking, like, could she do chores? Could she do things? Even if it was like, I would wash the dishes and she would put them away. She got that because one. I remember one, I don't know if it was like one week or one day, y'all was talking about like responsibility. And so like, it made her want to go look for responsibility. So I, my, my oldest at that time was a product of it, but so that was last year. So how has um, Boomerang evolved this summer with the restrictions of the pandemic lifting here? 
So here's where we talk about faith, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so um, after May, I was from, I literally had left one employer and I was supposed to take a break and only do boomerang. That was where my mindset was. Mm-hmm. Um, and another uh, job offer came in. I took that job offer, I believe, in July. Um, didn't Things did not go well there uh, for whatever reason. I'll just okay. say for God's reasons. Well, can, um, we, well, can we talk though? Like, there's a lot that happened last year between July and November. November, yes. There's a lot that happened. <laughs> So, I mean, you don't have to give details, but can you talk about some of the things that happened? Because this is what's like, we looking like, all right, God, where you at, bruh? <laughs> okay, so oh, let me see. Where can I, so July, I was leaving to go on vacation. Like I said, I had just started this job in July. I was leaving to go on vacation. I believe it was in September. In September, while I was on vacation, I ended up getting COVID. Got a call from my mom that she had tested positive and unfortunately just kind of spread it <laughs> throughout the family. So pretty much all of my mom's family um, was infected with COVID. Gotcha. Very scary, um, very new. I had it very bad when I came back home. I was in New Orleans trying to have the time of my life. <laughs> came home. <laughs> Lungs was struggling, um, breathing was off. I ended up going into the hospital and thank God I did because we didn't know what to think with all the different signs and symptoms they were throwing out there um, to us. And I just thought, okay, this cough that I'm having, this struggling to breathe is normal. They said this was a part of COVID. So I don't need to go to the hospital. They said only go if you need, you know, if you really need it, I'm gonna try to stick it out at home. Um, no, I had COVID pneumonia and I was really to the point where I was going to damage my lungs. So that was all within September, October. Um, while I was in the hospital, my uncle was also in the hospital. And unfortunately, I was able to check out. He was not. So my uncle did pass from it um, in October. That was very painful for my family. He was yeah. the oldest Um son and on my mom's side um so that was you know heart-wrenching for my mom really really like the patriarch of your family since your grandmother passed yeah yeah so that was very tough still struggling with that but my family you know we're strong we're bouncing back um so again god has carried us through that Mm -hmm. so within um literally between the time my uncle passed towards the end of october i went back to work in november uh, literally the week of Thanksgiving, I was fired from my job. Um, literally only having returned back to work for about a good week or two. Um, I was unfortunately let go. But in that time, I was in a very dark place um, emotionally. I went through some very strong things that no one would ever need. Um, and I can, I, I, I feel free enough to share because I'm delivered from that, but I was literally contemplating suicide in that time mm-hmm. and not, nobody really knew, um, wow. besides my fiance. I did share it with him because I was, I never had felt that low in my life before. I felt like my character was judged. I felt like I had been experiencing the worst pain and trauma that anyone could have ever gone through. And I had experienced grief before. I had experienced pain before. Um, but in that time frame, people were dying left and right oh, yeah. um, around us. Um, people our age, people, you know, older than us. And it was just a lot of trauma happening. Um, but God saw fit to bring me through. Um in February, I was hired at Seaford School District. Um, very thankful for that opportunity. And in that time, I kept saying, "God, how can I re? How can I rebuild myself? Um, how can I rebrand my business? How can I make myself useful and effective? One for me, um, two for my household, because I, I have to pull it together. I have people counting on me, mm-hmm. um, and and for my community, because I know you did not give me this vision for nothing. Yeah. Um, and it just literally was God talking to me over a series of months and me having to revamp my relationship with him because 
I was so focused on doing things in a religious way um, that when I would fall short, I would really kind of, I think you and I had a lot of conversations about that. I would really go hard on myself yeah. um, during that time. And I thank you for the podcast. Let me tell y'all, like these podcasts put <laughs> oh. me through a lot. Um, I went through Wife Wife, uh, your training during that time. Oh I was also introduced to um, Miss Tatum and the Blessed and Bossed Up community. So I was doing a lot of trainings and um, leadership teachings and things like that during that time to kind of upbuild me and get me to where I am today. Um, so literally, I took a huge pay cut from my last position in July to the position that I have now. And I decided during that time, God, I'm just going to stick with what you gave me. I have not always been the best steward over my finances and I am proud from where I have come from. So I said, this is my time to literally put my faith and trust in God uh, to get me to where I am today. Um, and I thank him for the deliverance that I have experienced in that time because I'm not afraid to say I, I didn't had a car repossessed. Um, I've been evicted. You know, I've been through all of these types of adversities that I want my community to know they can overcome. Wow. Um, and I am literally in a phase now where I'm teaching myself that I have to be the first example and how to overcome those adversities. And none of us have arrived. None of us are perfect. We don't have thousands of dollars in our bank account just yet. But yeah. <laughs> until then, um, I'm going to do by, do right by the little that I have. Oh. Uh, and and <laughs> literally been one of the hardest but most rewarding lessons that I've ever had um in in my life ever um my mom was a great role model for me she was always a hard worker and I I've had a great support system in my life um but those were those people's things those were those people's you know relationships with God I didn't have that for myself um, and that's where I'm arriving at today and still arriving. Um, and I can see the transition and the change that it's doing for the better, even within my own household. So in order for me to make um, Boomerang as effective as I desire for it to be, I have to continue on this path for myself um, because I definitely want to make sure that I'm being that great first example for my business. Gotcha. I'm listening to you. I'm looking up. Um, a scripture that really y'all already know got a scripture reference for every episode baby um you were talking about like kind of managing well the what god already gave you and mm-hmm. i feel like so many times like we looking ahead we looking ahead we looking ahead i gotta get here i gotta hit gotta, gotta get here and god is like bruh we're right here right now mm-hmm. so i want to say to you first of all thank you for um sharing your testimony i appreciate your vulnerability it's not easy and I got some little listeners, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all the way over in Ghana, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we here on the home front of the United States. Like, you know, got listeners everywhere. But I'm so grateful that when they listen to this episode, for the mom who is feeling like she has somehow failed because she hasn't fulfilled these roles. Because that's what I heard, right? You said you felt like your character was being judged. You know, the job fired you. And that can leave a feeling of, like, not being coming for my work ethic like no I'm a good worker life just really sucked for like it was like series of craziness events but we said after the fact I don't know if you remember this we talked about how you know you left that job and you was like I don't even know if I was supposed to take that other job but that job offer looked good so I was like money yeah job offer looked good so you know it is um it's hard it's hard sometimes to rebuild yourself back up. I had no idea that you were feeling that way. And y'all, I tell y'all this because she's saying that she was feeling this way. And like on the outside, it, like she was still coming around, you know, like, you know, she was still encouraging me, um, still smiling, still laughing or whatever. So it's just, I think that, um, and, but I really truly believe that's because of your faith. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, um, God's strength being made perfect in our weakness. And because you were vulnerable enough to say, I'm low, I messed up, I need help. That's when God was able to step in and be like, okay, daughter, I got you. And now, even though on paper, this job um, might have been a huge pay cut, um, just as a friend on the outside looking in, I've seen you come up quite a bit in the last couple of months you have paid stuff off you know what I mean you um have been able to move forward with planning your wedding you know and that means a lot to you so I'm grateful for that the funding for boomerang is not quite there but God has still allowed for it to come to pass. So currently, um, I don't. I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead. Oh, you good? But I think it ties in that currently, um, I'm running a summer camp, the first one in person. So it's a bigger version of the virtual one that we did last year. I don't have a building or a space of my own at this time. So everything that I'm doing is literally out of pocket. And I'm working with a financial advisor for my personal life, as well as my um, business. And I'm realizing the numbers that are being pulled up um, on how I'm funding my business right now, because the program is free for the children. I don't require them to provide anything. I feed them every week. Um, Plus, you know, business insurance, uh, rental fee for this building, I was able to network with the local Boys and Girls Club here where we stay. And I do have a small rental fee for that. But it's just like, I'm not lacking anything. And I'm still able to put out more for my business. So I know it's literally nothing but what God is calling for me to do. Um, And I just thank him because along with that feeling of feeling left out. I was around a lot of successful, you know, business owners um, in that rough phase of my life. Um, A lot of my friends had already established their businesses and they were doing well. But in that time, I was still able to continue congratulating them, continue supporting them and showing up for whatever it was they were having going on, Um, sharing. Like they said, it's free to share somebody else's post on Facebook. It takes Mm -hmm. nothing from you. Um, But I continue to pour into those um, businesses while I was on my down and out. Um, So once I feel like if your support system and your foundation is strong, you won't be in that rough fades long so I thank God for the community that I have and that I was able to continue to be supportive for people even when I didn't feel like it um it it takes a lot it definitely it does does. and it was like I I found the scripture by the way um but um another scripture came to mind it's a scripture that talks about I'm gonna look it up y'all because y'all know I be you know I be knowing but I don't be knowing I be knowing it's there But like um, you were talking about, like, basically you were still able to uh, congratulate others when they were hitting milestones around you were doing good. And, you know, one of the things that I tell my clients is like a lot of time people come into therapy. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm like, okay, what do you want from this? What do you want? I want to be better. I want to do this. I want to do that. Right. And they're looking forward. They're looking ahead, which can be good. Right. The problem is, is that when we always look ahead and we never look here, we miss what's happening right here, right now. You know, so that season, that July, that more like September to February, Mark, sucked. You know what I mean? Like it was such a hard time. And, you know, one of the things I've talked about in the podcast before in between that time, you know, going back to like between July and in the fall, you know, like um, losing Jeff was really big, really, really big. It was a huge loss to all of us. Um, a huge loss to our community, a huge loss to the world. That's how I feel. And it was hard. It was so hard to come out of that. It was so hard. And like, that was that was a hard time. And then like you said, all around us, people were dying. And then for you and your uncle to be in the hospital at the same exact time and he not be able to come home. Yes. That hit's hard. Like, you know, that's hard. And, you know, it, it's hard because it's like, God, I want to be grateful for what you did for me. But also I'm like, Dang, my yeah. uncle didn't make it though. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was right. hard to try and time. But when I'm when I, you know, hear, you know, here we go. What I hear the Holy Spirit saying is, is that, you know, because when you find contentment, 
And there's a scripture. We're going to look it up, y'all. When you find contentment when where you are, that is how you achieve and you can receive joy. It's to find contentment right where you are. Because if not, you're going to constantly be in the want for more and more and more and more, more. This time last year, Boomerang was on a laptop, a tablet, a cell phone, whatever virtual device. Yes. This year, you know, God has made provision for us to be in a building with not just our kids, not with just kids from the church, but kids from the community. Kids you don't know nothing about. You don't know their parents. You don't know nothing. People just dropping their kids off. You go on the boomerang. Why well, I gotta go? Because I said so. Okay. All right. You know, parents drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just that, but like, you are not just taking the time to work with these kids, but you're listening to them. You're hearing their ideas, their thoughts, their concerns. Um, I, I, I drop in and help from time to time. And just to some of the stuff I hear these kids say, it's like, you know, they're giving you a piece of their world and, and you feeding them. She feed the kids, y'all. All right. So that's huge. You, know, you can't just have people kids out without feeding them, but she feeds yes. the kids. People but the, come for the food. I'm going to provide it. That's it. That's it. If, if you build it, they'll come, you know. Um, I, I believe God said that to Noah. But anyway, um, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, I found it, y'all. It's basically Jesus telling a story two people and he's talking about how there's these three men and you know god gives um talents to each of them so he gives the first man five talents give the second man two talents and he gives the third man one talent and basically the first dude was like that i'm gonna flip it you know what i mean like that's not what the bible says but this is basically what it said like that i'm gonna take these five and flip it get five more so when he came back it was like that's what's up look at you so then when um when then when the second one came second one was like that i only got two but i'm gonna flip these as well like that's gonna be what it is the master came back and he was like i see you all right then the first one he took his talent and he hit it he didn't do nothing with it he didn't flip it he didn't try to make no profit nothing like that mm-hmm. and so you're gonna tell the master was like eh, i would but i was shook i was scared i was like kind of worried and nervous and the master was like bro you just lazy you ain't even trying like you're just gonna waste the talent you know and so you know at the end of the story um, Jesus was telling the story and verse 23 says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. And so I was just thinking about Boomerang in, in the sense that like this time last year, y'all, my baby is getting ready for be okay? Um, <laughs> this time last year, we were just a virtual group. This year, with with just donations and whatever people give or whatever like we were operating in person it's a little now yes but each so far it's a track record it's, it's gotten bigger yeah, it's gotten yeah. Bigger, you know you like it right right <laughs> yes it's a boomerang baby and so i'm grateful for that so in kind of like you know wrapping up i first of all i appreciate you for sharing your story and how faith in action really really looks in real lifetime your story is not a cinderella story in a sense of oh my night is shining armor and we kissed and i got my slipper and everything was over no it got harder before it got better and so if you if there was a mother listening to this who she wants to start her nonprofit, she um maybe she's newly engaged or newly married or she's praying to god for a husband um and you know or maybe she's just she's just a single mom and she's just wanting to go back to school or whatever her situation is like what would be the one takeaway that you would give this mom on putting her faith into action for the things that she desires? I would definitely say patience. Um, You have to give yourself grace. You have to give those connected to you grace. Um, When it's your time, it's your time. And nothing or no one can stop it. Um, If you're not so critical on your timeline and what your timeline looks like or how quickly or how soon you would like things done. And if you just kind of put whatever your plans are, just just kind of put them away 
don't throw them away. Just kind of put them away and just say, God, I'm just going to trust you. Because another small piece I didn't even add is that I just was like, God, me and Derek been together for all these many years off and on. We, we got to do something. What, what are we going to do here? By December 31st, <laughs> 115959, 2020, I, I need something to happen. Um, we either going to do this thing or we not. Uh-huh. And God did that for me. Um, but also I waited patiently and I trusted him that when it was my time, it was my time. Um, so I just think that if you just kind of humble yourself and most important, like most importantly, just work on your relationship with God and keep him first, whatever is meant for you is for you and it will happen when he's ready for it to happen for your business, your family, your significant other, uh, having a baby, a new career, whatever that might be, when God's ready for it to happen for you, he's going to do that and double. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. That is a great way to close out this show. So y'all, here's the summary we got from Miss Denisha Rose today. One, examine yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself is what she said, basically. You know what I mean? Two, it's important to stay on the same page with your partner. You know, like you can't be roughing up dad in front of the kids. You know what I mean? Like chill out with yeah. that. And number three, give your timeline slash prayers up for God's will. That's a mic drop. That's a mic drop. I don't even know if I need to say anything else. That's all. That's it. Anything else? So listen, y'all. Um, or well, no, Nisha. Before we before we uh, close out, if somebody wants to reach you, they want more information about uh, Boomerang. They want to donate to Boomerang. How can people do so? Oh man, we have a lot. <laughs> so we're on Facebook. It is at Boomerang Life. Um, that's how you can find us on Facebook. You can look up our website www.boomerang the number four life life.org um and you can also email me that's boomerang life all one word 2019 at gmail.com um and you can also uh call or text we do have a line for boomerang 302 404 0186 um and, and that's where we're at y'all <laughs> okay Okay, and that's one of the important things. My, how can people donate to Boomerang? Oh, yes, donate. So we have a cash app, Boomerang Life. So that, don't forget the dollar sign, Boomerang Life. We also have a GoFundMe. I can have a lady maybe put that um, on the website or um, in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I'll put everything app. in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we do have a donation link on our website too but yes okay okay and if you're watching this on youtube i'll put it in the description so all right all right good stuff i'm so excited y'all thank y'all for sitting with us thank y'all for sitting through crying babies arguing siblings technical difficulties all the things thank you for showing us grace y'all until next time peace